Welcome to the Balanced Working Moms podcast. I'm Rena Misha, and I'm so glad you're here. If you're a busy mom like me who's juggling all the things, you're absolutely in the right place. Because in this podcast, you're going to learn secrets on how to live your life so you feel so much more balanced. Hello, my sweet friend. Welcome into our podcast today. So wonderful to be talking with you today. How are you? I am doing great. Lately, I've been meeting some friends, and I can't even tell you how nourishing that feels. Trust me, I know firsthand that as a working mom, it can be really hard to make the time to see friends, but it's so important. It fills me up. I have to tell you something very cute. The other day I went to synagogue and I saw a friend who's not usually there and I was so excited to see her and we actually sent our families home. The services were done. We sent them home and we sat at a little bench outside of synagogue. And even though it was freezing cold, we just chatted. We caught up with each other. It just felt so good. So good. Friends really feed our soul. They really feed our souls. And today I want to talk to you about those days where you do too much, which I know is probably every day, probably every day. But we're going to be talking about a specific way of working that's too much. And As I wrote the title for this episode, which I wrote it before I actually thought about what I wanted to say. So I wrote out the title and then I realized that I had opened up a Pandora's box because I haven't yet met a mom who doesn't do, quote, too much, right? Have you? I have never met her. Maybe you've met her, but I haven't because we're all working it. We're working hard. So unless you have a full-time housekeeper, cook, chauffeur, therapist, and body double, you are working extremely hard. I mean, just think about the emotional work you do of motherhood. It's so hard. It's so hard. So this is a big topic, but today I want to talk specifically when we overdo it on something in particular. We're going to get very specific today, and I love being specific because that can really help you solve a problem. You know, if we talk too general, it could be not helpful. It could be not helpful. I'm actually thinking about advice that doesn't work, (laughs) the annoying advice we hear as working moms that often doesn't work, and a lot of the time it doesn't work because it's so general. It's so general, like when people tell us to do less, like really, really, that's not helpful, not helpful. But today I'm going to be sharing something specific that many of us do, and then I'm going to share the solution, which I did not make up. I wish I did, but it's pure genius. You are going to love it. I'm so excited for this episode. So. I want you to imagine this. Imagine this. Imagine 
my mother-in-law was coming to visit a few days ago. This is a true story, but I still want you to picture it. And my mother-in-law is very neat. She's very neat. She's so neat, you are not going to find not even a spoon out of place in her house. Extremely neat. The kind of neat you usually only see in magazines, okay? And my house, well, (laughs) my house has the more, well, let's see, let's call it lived-in look. (laughs) Okay, so my house is not so neat. It's not crazy messy. You know, I've been doing systems and routines, but it looks lived-in. And you already know every day I do a 15-minute clean where I scrub the bathrooms, Another day I'll scrub the kitchen. Another day I'll vacuum. These are deep cleans that I'm doing. Doesn't include daily things like emptying the dishwasher. I'm doing those also, but every day I'm also doing a deep clean of something. Today I did a bathroom. So every day I do a deep clean of something. But I know my mother in law is coming. She's so neat, right? She's so neat. So because she's coming every day, I try to do extra. Instead of my usual 15 minutes, I try to do at least half hour. And the day she comes, oh my goodness. (laughs) Let's just put it this way. It's three days later and I'm still recovering. I cleaned like a crazy person, like a nut. I mean, she wouldn't even notice. She doesn't care. She doesn't care. She knows I have kids, but I cleaned like, I don't know, the Queen of England was coming. But you can imagine what happened. So she left. And for the past two days until today, I did not clean anything. I didn't pick up a rag. I haven't run a load of laundry. I barely managed to empty the dishwasher. Why? Why? Of course, I'm sure it's obvious to you. Because I did too much. I did too much. Think about where you do this in your own life. It could be work. Maybe you're working late every day for a big assignment. Or maybe on Sunday or the weekend, you're making freezer meals for your freezer for the entire week or the whole month. Or maybe it's physical work. Maybe you're raking the leaves in the fall. Or let's change our examples around. Maybe it's even something positive like eating healthy. Maybe you're doing this thing where you eat no sugar for a certain amount of time. Or I don't know, you're eating smoothies, kale smoothies every day for breakfast, you know? And let's do another positive example because these aren't all negative examples. I want you to see this could be done with something positive or negative because maybe it's with exercise where you go to the gym for an hour a day every day. It's hard. That's hard, especially you're a mom. Like, forget it, forget it. But you see where I'm going with this. Because essentially, you're doing too much. And when you do too much, you know, you know what happens. You get depleted 
and you stop going to the gym at all, or you eat all the junk food, all the the whole box of cookies, right? Or you get totally burned out at work because you've been staying late every day. Or maybe like me, you stop cleaning your house at all. Like forget that daily clean. You don't even have energy for that. So when you overdo it, it can snap back at you in a very bad way. I, When I said snap back, I am picturing a rubber band that you stretch, stretch, stretch till you stretch it so much, it just snaps back and it hits you. I have a brother, you all know, he's going to laugh, but I'm picturing him doing this to me. (laughs) When we were kids, we used to play and, you know, he would have the rubber bands and he would shoot them at me and it hurt. It hurt. I'm sure you know what that feels like, especially if you have a brother. It hurts when that rubber snaps back. So what do you do? What do you do when it hurts? Because you've been doing it too much. You stop. You stop working. You pause and you don't even want to do it ever again. Amen. Right? So I want you to pause right now as you're listening to this. And I want you to think about where you do this. Because I gave you some examples but I'm guessing you can think of a lot more. Actually, I'm not guessing. I know you can. I know you can, because this could be very sneaky, and it can also be in so many places in your life, from work to with your kids to your home. It could be hiding anywhere. So what's the solution? What's the solution? What can you do? And I was reading a wonderful book. I highly recommend it. It's called Effortless, Make It Easier to Do What Matters Most. Very good book by Greg McCohen. I don't know if I'm pronouncing his last name right, but he's also the author of a very popular book called Essentialism. Also a wonderful book, very well worth your time. And in the book Effortless, He talks about a concept I hadn't much considered as a perfectionist. (laughs) Don't you love it? And the concept he talks about is an upper bound. I personally think about it as an upper limit. He calls it an upper bound. But here's what it is. Imagine this. You have a very big work assignment. And you are exhausted You're getting to work early. You're staying late to do it. But what if you could give yourself an upper limit? An upper limit. So let's say you tell yourself you can only work late three days a week, not five. Does that make your heart pound? Is that scary to give yourself an upper limit? It is scary, or it can be, and it can be really hard. Nobody said this was easy. But here's what would happen. Here's what would happen if you knew you weren't staying late that day. You'd probably be more focused because you knew you couldn't stay late to do the work. So you wouldn't be chatting in the break room. You wouldn't be, you know, taking a longer lunch. You'd be really focused. Hopefully, you'd also get more rest. 
Because the day is where you stop work on time, you'd go home, hopefully you'd get to bed on time. But here's another thing I know that would happen. Your relationship with everyone in your household would be better because they aren't so resentful that you weren't there. So if you have a spouse, your children, everything, you know, will flow better because they know that you're only going to stay late, let's say three days and not five, right? That's huge. That's huge. Here's the ironic thing that I've seen. And I know this is true. Try to prove me wrong. I love it. Try to prove me wrong because this always happens. But here's what I believe. I bet that the quality of your work would actually be higher. And if you've never done this before, if you've never set these upper limits, go ahead, try it, and then tell me I'm wrong. Because when you don't deplete yourself, when you don't exhaust yourself, I have seen this time and time again, you actually do so much better work in the long run. For example, look at me, look at my house. By consistently doing 15 minutes a day, I can tell you it is consistently cleaner than it would be if I spent, I don't know, one Sunday morning for four hours cleaning it every two weeks. By doing it consistently and not overdoing it, it really makes a difference. But here's the most important part. I actually do it because I'm not depleted. It feels easy. It feels manageable. But when I do a huge cleaning and I spend three or four hours, maybe like I did before my mother-in-law came, I don't ever want to look at a rag or spray bottle again. It's going to be a long time before I clean again. But that's not what you want for a house. You want it to be consistently clean, even if it's not perfect. But if it's generally clean, to me, that's so much better. So after reading this advice, I got very excited and I decided to experiment with my own life, with my own life, because, you know, I like to practice everything before I tell you to do it. So I'll tell you an example where this really worked out well for my own life. So you all know I have a podcast because you're listening to it now, but when I start editing my podcast, I could get really into it and I don't want to stop. But here's what you probably don't know. At least for me, editing podcasts is exhausting. You have to listen. You have to stop. Let's say there's a little static or a dog barking or even a car going by. I try to pause when there's a loud car and you have to remove that sound and then you move on to the next sound. And it's actually hard work. But once you start, you really want to finish an episode. You know, you're going down in the train and you just want to get to your destination. So after reading this advice, I thought, you know what? I'm going to experiment with having an upper bound to my podcast editing. And I wanted to see what would happen. So I gave myself a certain amount of time in a day. And I can't do more than that. 
So let me tell you what happened because first things first, I was shocked. I was shocked about my attitude shift to podcast editing because to me, it used to be one of the least fun parts of having a podcast. But after doing an upper limit, I noticed I was actually enjoying the process again. Like, what? (laughs) How did this happen? The part that I didn't like to do became actually fun. True, true story. And then this is really cool. I noticed my episodes were being edited faster than usual. What? Faster? How is this possible? But yes, I was doing it quicker because like I told you, once I start an episode, I really like to finish it. So that was incentive to keep moving along. And of course, I had more spare time to get other things done because this upper limit freed me up. So after doing this personal experiment, I knew I was on to something, something big. And upper bounds are one of the secrets to getting more done and loving your life at the same time. So good. So good. Thank you for this book. Thank you. Thank you. Because that is a total win-win. So here's what the author suggests. Because he actually wants you to have a lower bound and an upper bound. What does he mean by this? Lower and upper? But he gives examples. He gives examples. So let me share those. Let's say you want to read a big book like Les Mis in six months. So in his example, the lower bound would be reading no fewer than five pages per day. So that's the lower bound to make sure you're making progress. And the upper bound would be no more than 25 pages a day. So you're never overdoing it on this book. Another example he has, and you're going to love this. You're going to love this. His example is to call my family every week for a month. So that's his goal. And the lower bound would be never talking for less than five minutes. And the upper bound is never talking for more than an hour. So do you love it? Do you love it? I told you we could do this in every part of our lives. I mean, how often do you finally call somebody and the call goes on forever? So you don't want to call again for six months, right? The call goes on for an hour because maybe that's too much. Maybe your upper bound needs to be 20 minutes. And it's so exhausting that you don't do, you don't call again. This is just such a great concept And I'm excited to have it in my life now because no more marathon cleaning when people come over. No, slow and steady. No more pushing yourself past the point of exhaustion. You do a little, maybe if you have energy, you do a little extra, but then you stop and you feel guilt-free. This is so powerful and fits so well with so many messages I already tell you about taking care of yourself. 
And I love it when research shows that by doing less in the long run, we get more done. It's better quality. And look, we haven't killed ourselves. It's so good. It's so good. So think now, where in your life would you like to put a lower bound and an upper bound? Is it with a phone call? Is it with working out? Is it with going to work? Where will it be? And this is addictive. This is addictive because the more places you use this in your life, the more you're going to see places where you can use it. So it's so great. It's so great. And I love talking to you and I love helping you with these cute little tricks and tips that'll help you. That'll help you be more balanced, create more calm, more joy in your life. That's what it's all about. And if you could use help, if you could use somebody to walk you through this process, to hold your hand, to help you create more balance, more calm in your life, I am so happy to help. Reach out. I have my email in the description. I'm happy to chat with you. Never any pressure. And I just wish you so much more joy and balance in your life. Have a wonderful rest of your day and we'll talk again soon.